You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time to put Eddie Goldman on the side of the milk carton because he's missing in action. And the Chicago Bears signed a potential replacement. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Subscribe to Locked On Bears on YouTube. Please like, comment, subscribe. All those things really help us out on our YouTube channel. Or you can join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more daily Bears talk. On the show today, where in the world is Eddie Goldman? We know generally the vicinity he might be. He's not a missing person per se, but he's not at Bears mandatory minicamps. He hasn't been at Bears activities all off season, And after missing all of last season, maybe it's time to get a little bit nervous about when and where and how he may return to the team. So on today's podcast, we will look at the last two year and a half. What's been going on with Goldman, where he's been, how the team has kind of gotten by, and how we've gotten up to this point. We'll hear from head coach Matt Nagy on the status of his nose tackle and what we might expect from him heading into training camp in the preseason. Then we'll check in on one of the newest free agent signings by the Chicago Bears. Defensive tackle uh, Mike Pennell brought over most recently from the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll go through some of his background and talk about some of how he might fit into this defensive line with or without Eddie Goldman. And then we'll wrap up with a couple of the other free agents the Bears signed as part of a a workout of veteran players through minicamp. Pennell was one of them, but they added a couple others that could add some intrigue once we get into the preseason and potentially the 53-man roster. But let's start with Eddie Goldman. We, We all know, not a part of this defensive line Last season, he, as with many players across the league, opted out of the 2020 season. And for me, I'm not going to fault any player for wanting to protect their health and safety. I understand you want guys to put football above anything else, but let's let them be well-adjusted human beings with families and other circumstances in their life other than being directly on the field for their teammates. So that's a reality the Bears got by without. We head into this offseason. All indications are potentially that things should return close to normal for the team in 2021. So we've been operating under the assumption that Eddie Goldman would indeed be back for this season and bolstering some of the interior of that defensive line. We get to voluntary workouts. And Most of the defense is missing. I think the reports were that Roquan Smith was kind of the only veteran starter there anyway, so Goldman's not there, but neither is Khalil Mack, neither is Robert Quinn, neither is Eddie Jackson. I mean, a bunch of the players sat out. That portion was voluntary. It's It's a new thing in the NFL, but it was a widely accepted absence across the league. But we get this past week to mandatory minicamps. Key word there, mandatory. 
All players required to attend or face potential fines or other consequences from their team. And everybody that sat out the voluntary OTAs shows up except Eddie Goldman. And all of a sudden, after him sitting out all of last year, now back to the point where he is being required to show up, he's not there. And Matt Nagy was asked about it at the start of mini camps and gave some of an explanation, at least at least gave us some peace of mind that his nose tackle is not a wall. But here's what the head coach said. I wanted to ask about Eddie Goldman. He's uh, a guy we did not see out there today. I'm wondering if you could uh, shed some light on that. Yeah, no, you were right. You know, he, he wasn't out here. And um, again, for, for us, um, we're out here practicing. And as everybody knows, it's a it's a mandatory mini camp and and he's not here. But um, uh, we did we did have a, a discussion with him yesterday. And, and uh, obviously, I'm going to keep that between us. But we, we do expect him to be at training camp, rocking and rolling there at training camp. Is, is, is that an excused absence? Um, no, it's uh, this is a, a mandatory uh, mini camp for us. So I think that uh, uh, just excited about all the guys that are here. So maybe not ideal how it played out there. Maybe Matt Nagy not 100% thrilled with how this is playing out. But again, at least there's contact, there's communication, there's some level of understanding, the thought process behind it. And of course, Matt Nagy not ready to divulge that publicly. And and we can understand it might be a sensitive thing, It, it I, we would assume. And I really want to avoid reckless speculation here about what Eddie Goldman's motivations might be and all those things. But given that he opted out 2020, you might you might wonder if this is perhaps COVID-19 related and, and safety, and maybe there's, you know, someone in his life that he wants to protect, and maybe, you know, maybe mandatory minicamp is too early for him to come back. Maybe by training camp, by preseason, a greater portion of the players will be vaccinated. You know, he may be vaccinated by then. His family members might be able to be vaccinated by then. I mean, we don't know. Again, I don't want to put too much uh, speculation in recklessly here, but you could understand why there might be some hesitancy for Goldman to want to protect his family and to have some of these things, some of these safeguards in place and come back when he's a little bit more comfortable because mandatory minicamp is not going to make or break this season for Eddie Goldman. Missing these practices is not going to be the difference between him going to the Pro Bowl and him having a great season versus him having some terrible year. So you can survive not having Eddie Goldman at mandatory minicamps. That alone might not have been the big red flag deal you know that by itself sure doesn't get you too worried about Goldman this season but then all of a sudden the real concern starts to set in when the Bears sign a free agent that can fill a lot of his snaps so we'll start to get to know the newest Bears nose tackle Mike Pinnell next on Locked On Bears. Today's podcast Brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's the number one place we trust and the number one place we recommend for all your online sports betting needs. No odds yet for Eddie Goldman on whether or not he'll return, but so many other things you can bet on for your Chicago Bears. At the end of June, you can already bet on week one and what that matchup's going to be like with the Rams. I think the Bears are seven-point underdogs on the road. You can bet on Matt Nagy as potential coach of the year, Justin Fields as offensive rookie of the year, Khalil Mack a bit of an underdog for defensive player of the year, and, of course, Bears odds to make the playoffs. Bears over-under win total set at 7.5, and so many more ways to play. Other sports, 
anything you can possibly imagine. If you can bet on it, they've got it at betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On to receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So the Bears worked out some veteran defensive players at minicamp. It's, it's a common thing, and maybe we wouldn't normally raise a red flag at you know, a late-stage free agent signing. Sometimes you can get some really good value here on a player that kind of, you know, slept through free agency a little bit and wasn't as highly touted or highly regarded. Or maybe sometimes they're coming off of an injury or some other situation as to why they get through the draft and everything else unsigned. Of course, now at this stage in the offseason, your players don't count toward the compensatory pick formula, so you can kind of sign and spend as much as you want without having to worry about taking away from your future gains. But regardless... It raises our attention a little bit more when a rotational defensive lineman comes in while Eddie Goldman is missing. And Mike Pennell comes over after a couple of seasons with the Chiefs. Those now were not with Matt Nagy, so there's not that direct head coach connection. But Nagy, of course, still friends with the Chiefs coaching staff, so you can imagine maybe there were some conversations there. But you're signing him based on his talent on the tape, not just some player you had great familiarity with. Before that, he was with the New York Jets, and he actually started his career with the Green Bay Packers as an undrafted rookie free agent. And as I sort of dig into Mike Pennell a little bit more, I believe it's Pennell. I should try and make sure I say it correctly for his friends and family that are clearly listening to the podcast. No, but not a guy that's always been a pure nose tackle, right? He's, he's big. He's like 6'4", 320 pounds, but he can play a little bit around the interior. So the Chiefs you know, occasionally would use him at nose tackle, but more of that, you know, 3-4 defensive end spot, more of like a three-technique defensive tackle. Think kind of like, you know, the Akeem Hicks, Bilal Nichols role. Maybe Nichols is a good example because Nichols plays some nose tackle and plays some some of the defensive end and other defensive tackle spots. That's kind of how the Chiefs used him the last couple of years. Now, before that, with the Jets, he was a pure nose tackle. They put him in the middle of that defense, and he absorbed space and really was solid at stopping the run. That's pretty much his whole game, right? He is a two-down run stopper. I think he has, like, two career sacks through, what is it, five, six, seven, eight seasons in the NFL. He's not a, a premier pass rusher by any means. He's kind of the old-school, big-body run stopper. He's not a guy that plays every snap. He, he's a guy you take off of the field on third downs because— you have better pass rushers that you want to get on the field. So he's not a guy that you bring in to be your day one starter if Eddie Goldman isn't able to go, right? We, I mean, we kind of saw this last year. Bilal Nichols is your backup nose tackle for all intents and purposes. If Goldman's not going to be there, Nichols is again your starter on the inside. And you can have Akeem Hicks on one side, and they re-sign Mario Edwards on the other. And... It's, it's, not a, it's not a bad defensive line. You, would, you definitely want to have Eddie Goldman. He is, I still think, an underrated member of this defensive line. Even, even seeing the defensive line without him and some of the struggles they had in run defense, I still don't think we fully appreciate how consistent Goldman is on the interior and how valuable that is for the linebackers behind him. I mean, the, the, the people who benefit the most are Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. And being able to have somebody like Goldman in there will definitely be a boost, assuming he comes back. And we have no reason to think that when Matt Nagy says we expect him back for training camp, that he's not going to be back for training camp. But Pinnell seems like there's some insurance there. 
And his versatility in particular stands out to me to where if Goldman is out or opts out or doesn't return or however this plays out, Pinnell can be that backup nose tackle. Nichols will start at nose tackle. Pinnell can be the backup guy. You're good to go. If Goldman comes back, then you can bump Bilal Nichols back outside with Akeem Hicks. Mario Edwards can come off the bench, and Pinnell can still be a backup nose tackle, rotational guy in there with Angelo Blackson, and you feel even better about your defensive line depth. Maybe the seventh-round pick Kyrus Tonga gets in there as well. I do think the Pinnell signing doesn't bode well for Tonga to make the 53-man roster. I think it, it probably puts him a little bit more so to the practice squad. But I do think Pinnell is a slight insurance policy. I, you know, I think they were willing to add more defensive line depth either way, whether Goldman was there or was not. But the fact that he's not makes someone like Pinnell that much more important, that much more valuable for this defense. So what I think comes down to is, can the Bears get by without Eddie Goldman again? Yes, you, you can get by. But clearly you add someone like Pinnell to make sure you can get by without Eddie Goldman. And if you can have him back, it just makes your defense that much better. And, and Pinnell can be good value at this stage of the free agent process. We've seen in years past, the Bears sign these guys on one-year deals at just kind of late in the free agent process, kind of journeyman nobodies that bounce around a little bit. Think Brent Urban. Mario Edwards was this last year, and he signs a big three-year deal to return, get to a much larger payday, and he can hang around. Roy Robertson-Harris gets the same thing to go elsewhere. Brent Urban and all these different guys, they've brought in and had really good success. Nick Williams, a couple of years before that, goes and signs with the Lions on a multi-year deal. Defensive linemen have come to Chicago and rejuvenated their career a little bit. Now, that was with the former defensive line coach, Jay Rogers, who left this offseason. So maybe this will be a little bit of a litmus test to see how the new guy can do, whether it was Rodgers that deserved all the credit for the linemen that they were producing and developing and growing, or whether it was the general manager and the pro scouts identifying talent that could come to Chicago and play better because they were just more talented players than their previous stops. Maybe one player like Pinnell is not the fair, you know, you can't just judge him off, off of one compared to the previous examples, but we'll certainly be looking at him and Angelo Blackson and how some of these other defensive linemen play without their defensive line coach. It's beside the point. For now, we trust that Eddie Goldman will be back, but we don't exactly know where he's going to be. And at the very least, with or without Goldman, Pinnell can be a pretty high-value free agent signing. Not the only signing the Bears made after these weekend workouts— We'll get to know the two other players the Bears signed, plus another one they brought in just for a workout next on Locked On Bears. I want to give a special shout out to the folks over at Built Bar who helped sponsor this podcast. I'm such a big fan of their products. It's really easy for me to come on here and rave about them because I literally eat them every day. I just placed a reorder a few days ago. Can't wait for the box to get here because it's a box of 18 salted caramel built bars. For me, they taste like Milky Ways, but they're protein bars. They have all the nutrients of a protein bar. They're not loaded up with all that junk that comes in a candy bar. It's why we truly believe they are the world's best tasting protein bars. Every built bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew, and they're all low sugar, low calorie, but it's high fiber and high protein. I've tried every flavor up to this point. Again, raving about the salted caramel, but you cannot go wrong with any of them. You got to check it out for yourself. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and enter our promo code LOCKED15 
and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Rightfully so, the nose tackle Mike Pinnell gets the headlines for the free agents that the Bears signed over the weekend. He's the most experienced, the one with the best chance of making the 53-man roster, and the one that might fill an immediate need, depending on what happens with Eddie Goldman. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to set anything in stone there. I'm not trying to speculate recklessly, just pointing out that he's not there. They signed another player at his position. He's supposed to be back for training camp. Matt Nagy addressed it, as we heard earlier, and hopefully that should be the end of that, but we definitely have to keep an eye on that moving forward. But a couple of other players brought in for a workout. A couple of other players signed after those workouts. Let's start with the tight end, Jake Butt. You may remember him as really a highly productive college player at Michigan. He was All-American tight end. He won the John Mackey Award his senior year. And then at the end of that senior year, goes to the bowl game, tears his ACL. And he goes from a potential top 60, top 50, you know, maybe borderline first round type range draft pick, drops over to the fifth round and the Denver Broncos, hoping to get him back to what he was before the torn ACL, but understanding that's an injury that takes a while to recover from. And so misses all of his rookie season, and then in his second year gets three games in, tears his other ACL. Fortunately for him, I guess it's not the same one because that can be even harder to recover from, but so he misses the rest of that second season and all of the third season. So he's missed, you know, three years of football. He got three games in there heading into the last year of his rookie deal with the Broncos played like half of the season, had a hamstring injury in there. And so I think he's four years into his career and I think he's played like eight total games comes to Chicago bears. Now after the workout, obviously you're taking a flyer on a guy that, may have loved in college football and and want to still see if there's a chance that you can get back to that player that he once was. We just haven't seen him really be healthy. And maybe if he can stay healthy, you can get some kind of quality at tight end. Is it going to be Mackey award-winning 800-yard tight end? Probably not. But when you look at Chicago right now, the depth there, it's not not set in stone after the first two guys, right? Colcomet, Jimmy Graham. Some order, Golkomet's going to be your starter. Graham at this age is going to be more of a rotational guy. You need at least three. You know, the Bears carried four most of the time. Occasionally, they've carried five in the Matt Nagy era. And right now, it's J.P. Holtz as your third tight end. He plays some fullback. He's a four-phase special teams player. That's going to be hard to unseat. Butt's going to have to come in and work his last name off <laughs> to win a spot with, with special teams in addition to just needing to stay healthy. Also, the previous year's training camp and preseason hero, Jesper Horstead. We keep waiting for him to really realize the potential from the flashes we've seen of him as a receiving tight end, but maybe a little bit more of a blocker at this stage. But again, special teams really going to be the big determinant there, and we'll see. There, there's an opportunity here, but big question first and foremost. Just stay healthy through training camp in the preseason, and that's going to be his path potentially to the 53-man roster. Another player signed after this weekend much less known. Maybe his dad well-known, but the player himself, not that well-known. Tyrone Wheatley Jr. His dad was a running back for the Giants and the Raiders in the 90s and early 2000s. Wheatley also played tight end at Michigan. I don't believe he and Jake Butt were quite 
there at the exact same time, or at least not really on the field together, if they did cross paths. He ended up transferring to Stony Brook I was as well, and then coming into the NFL, Wheatley kind of goes undrafted, doesn't really get much of an opportunity, ends up playing in the Spring Development League and puts on a little weight. He was always more of a blocking tight end as is, and now playing offensive line. Gets the workout for the Bears on the offensive line and evidently showed them enough to take a flyer on him as a potential developmental player. The Spring League, you know, somewhere below the XFL and the AAF that we've seen form and die and form again, apparently. The USFL may be coming as well. Spring League has always been kind of a step below that up to this point. So Wheatley, very much a developmental prospect there. But evidently, they liked his potential and developmental ability more so than some of the other developmental guys on their roster. I mean, they cut another offensive lineman, one of the undrafted free agents, and are given Wheatley that spot instead because apparently they see something there potentially more than what the Bears had. There's some room for some more depth at offensive tackle. It's, you know, it's Elijah Wilkinson and Larry Borum potentially behind Jermaine Effetti, but, you know, Jason Spriggs is gone and not really well replaced. You got maybe Lachavius Simmons could play out there, but there's room. Maybe not exactly on the 53, but in the, the sort of talent pipeline to add more of a developmental offensive lineman there. Then the other name that caught some attention mostly because of his first and last name. The Bears worked out Brandon Marshall. And it's like, wait, 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 what, what? Brandon Marshall? Like, that Brandon Marshall? No, the other Brandon Marshall. The linebacker from the Denver Broncos a number of years ago, he and Danny Trevathan were starters together for a couple seasons. They were on the roster together for longer than that, but two seasons really as the two guys in the middle of that Denver Broncos defense. Went to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl together, and... He's been on the NFL for the last couple of years. I think in 2019, he was with the Raiders during the offseason and cut during the season and brought back up to the 53-man roster later on, but never actually appeared on the field. So for all intents and purposes, he's been out of the NFL for essentially three years, 19, 20, and now going into 2021. So expectations come way down, even though he's a you know five, six-year starter at linebacker in the NFL, and he's not that old at this stage. Clearly... Something, some part of the game has kind of gotten past him. For whatever reason, he wasn't able to rekindle some of what he was able to do as a younger player. And obviously, the Bears didn't even sign him at this stage. So it kind of tells you where things are. I get the impression this is Danny Trevathan giving one of his ex-teammates a leg up and saying, hey, Bears, can you bring him in and just give him a workout, see what he can do? That's my brother. You know, that's my teammate. I, I know how good he was back then. Let's just bring him in. You don't, you don't have to sign him. Just give him that shot to work out in front of you, and, and that's what he did, and at this point, the Bears not ready to give him a contract. They did sign Christian Jones earlier this offseason. They still have their former fourth-round pick, Joel E.A. Booneyway, as a top backup. They really like Josh Woods as a former undrafted free agent that stuck around for multiple years. I mean, they, they've got young guys at linebacker. They've got experienced guys at linebacker. They like their starters. There's not really a natural spot there for Brandon Marshall if he could get back to playing closer to the level of play that he was back when he was a starter. But for me, this is just kind of a, a shot in the dark and check in on a player that maybe you used to really hold in higher regard. So obviously, Pinnell, the big one, but some potential there to stick as a number three tight end in that rotation there. And Wheatley, more of a developmental guy, more of a, a potential practice squad candidate. But still, 
three free agent signings at the end of June. Always something we want to check in on. We always will keep you up to date on any and all Bears free agent signings right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. In this June phase of the offseason, we're not a full five days a week. We're still going to be rolling with about three a week podcast. We're going to start ramping back up once we get closer to training camp and the preseason. That's for sure. We will be there for you every day once we really get in the thick of things. But for now, we're taking it a little bit slower. We're still getting you through this offseason, right? We're expanding. We're on the YouTube channel now. Appreciate everyone who's been watching there. Please like the video, comment on the video, tell me your thoughts. I'm open to feedback. I want to hear from you, and, and this way you can also see me doing the podcast. So I appreciate everyone who's been doing that. Subscribing to the channel really helps us grow things there as well. Available on any and all podcast platforms. The show will always be available there. It's never going away from there. The YouTube is just bonus for everyone else who wants to join in and get a little bit more of their daily Bears fix. Because I always tell the listeners, right? This podcast, it's here to help you. When we don't have Bears football in this offseason, it can kind of be a little bit of a desert without your Bears football updates. But I just hope that the Lockdown Bears podcast can help you bear down.